And welcome back, listeners. This is another episode of Go Be Wyoming. I'm your host, Aaron Gray, and joining me today is Zach Gale from Bozeman. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Um, hey, I want to ask you, I saw an article from like, Yahoo. Um, is Bozeman, are the students, uh, you know, uh, tattling on other students for having parties? Um, I saw uh, they were talking about like, you know, are students going to uh, snitch on other students for having parties? You know, um, I know there are some parties that have uh, gone on here at my apartment complex and there's some people uh-huh. facing some sort of trouble. Um, I think the trouble they're in is for destroying some property, not necessarily having a party. <laughs> um, right. But uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. It, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I heard that, to be honest. Interesting. I yeah. just, you know, Bozeman's a little smaller school, you know, like I can see at the big schools that that's going to happen, but um, what a weird time we're in now that we're, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> snitching on people, having people over. So, For sure. um, so on today's episode, guys, we're going to talk a little, uh, Wyoming high school football Four a started. Um, we are going to talk about the city of Sheridan's uh, police chief search. Um, we are going to review the COVID relief funds from the cares act, um, as well as some other news. So we've got a lot to go over today. Um, Zach, uh, Zach and I are going to talk about the relief funds first. We kind of wanted to go back from our last episode. Um, Zach and I did a lot of research. Um, luckily, Wyoming does, and kind of Cyrus Western mentioned this, is we're very transparent. So we can find kind of where all the money's going. Um, and uh, it's still kind of interesting. You and I are still trying to figure out, you know, is that extra $57 million, was that from the original set aside CARES Act or not, that's still kind of what's up in the air. But um, here's kind of some numbers that we found, and we're going to post up uh, the website, uh, State of Wyoming's website on where the money went, wyomingsense.gov slash CARES Act. Um, that'll be up on our website. Um, you know, what's interesting, Zach, is um, the biggest person, you know, the biggest percentage of where the uh, relief funds have gone is small businesses. Um you know, about 41%. Um, and then uh, education took about 20, you know, 18%, and then kind of just goes down from there. Um, you know, one thing that's that Cyrus did touch on and Senator Beitman is, you know, how quickly has the money come out for businesses? And uh, in my rough calculation, you and I kind of went through the two funds are still open. We've still got the mitigation fund. Um, you know, people can apply, uh, uh, small businesses, I should mean, can apply for this still. Um, and there's roughly about a good 200 million left in those funds. So, I mean, there's still quite a bit of money left for small yeah. businesses. Um, and so, you know, again, that was kind of Senator Bindman's and uh, Representative Western's point of, you know, uh, and, and it, there's a lot of moving parts, but, you know, it, there's a lot of people still waiting for the funds and there's a lot still sitting there. So, yeah. Um, what were kind of your thoughts, Zach, on kind of looking through the numbers there? Well, you know, it, it does stand out to me so far, um, you know, the majority of the money spent has gone towards these businesses. Um, and like you said, there's still money to be used. Um, what I found interesting uh, on the website here shows the three kind of splits of this one point. 2.5 billion that we got. Um, the first, like it came out here, it's supposed to come out in three installments. So we've gotten those two installments already. The first installment came out May 15th 
Um, that was 450,000. Um, July 15th, we got another 400,000 sent out. And then here in a couple of days, there'll be another 400,000 up for uh, distribution. Um, and then below that bar on the website here, there's uh, how much we've spent of that 850 million. And there's about 797 million that we've spent. Um, so we've got another 3 million ish, 2 million uh, that we can spend before, um, you know, this is the 15th of this month. Um, so that's what stood out to me, you know, and so, so far 41% of that, uh, 850 million, uh, was for businesses. Um, and that came out in about three waves. Um, that website again shows those three waves of the, uh, economic relief. Um, and first was for businesses with 50 employees or, or less. Um, and that was originally $50 million. Um, and then when the governor saw how <laughs> much people needed that added another 50 million. So it ended up being about a hundred million for that first phase of business relief. Yep. Um, what's, and then talking about what we you know, discussed last week, that 57 million for the university and then the community colleges, um, education is coming in second um with 18 percent so i think it's fair to say that 57 million came from the the COVID. i think that was the original plan too we discussed that um speaker of the house um harshman was wanting to send more and it would be it would come from that, that the cares act right um what i think is interesting there's another graph on here that shows um what they're expecting total CARES Act funding to be. Um, so it looks like economic and business will still be number one. Local government is gonna move from way down the list up to second, and then um, education will be a third um, for all that spending. But yeah, I think um, it's a really nice website, really easy to read and really interactive so you can see just where all that money's going. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think uh, Senator Biden kind of hinted on his interview that this was going to happen with the local government deficits, um, that yeah. some of this COVID money is good. And like you just said, it, it kind of has recently changed now. Local governments now are number two in the percentage um, kind of overtaking the education. Um, yeah, you know, it's um, it was kind of good that we got into the research a little bit more. Um, you know, those articles made it seem like we were given another 60 million to the school when really education had 150 million set aside, you know, from the CARES Act. So now, um, you know, you could debate, you know, is our K through 12 more important, you know, than given, you know, college students money, you know, that that's could be the debate that, right. but, uh, you know, anyways, um, you know, other than that, I think those are the big ones, Zach. You know, you've got some other interesting things that we've used it for. Um, you know, I would imagine the healthcare system, that's going to probably get into like fourth place, I would imagine. Um, you know, uh, yeah, that's, I think, and I, I think something to keep an eye on is kind of the state agencies and the local governments. You know, how much are we... Right. Um, you know, bailing out our local governments, you know, due to a, a deficit. So, right. um, yeah, but, um, 
yeah, the, you know, I, yeah, to kind of reiterate what you were saying is the wyomingsense.gov. That's a great website, very clear. And then the Wyoming Business Council, their website's very clear, you know, what's been paid, you know, how many people applied, you know, who's still in limbo, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, pretty good transparency as uh, Representative Western would say. So, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, what's interesting with that um, about, it looks they're projected to give local governments about 215 million. Um, and then as we're gonna talk here in a little bit, the budget cuts are around $250 million. So it's an interesting uh, number there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So Governor Gordon last week kind of had his first proposal and yeah, it was about 250 million. Um, he said, you know, we haven't gotten any numbers yet, but all five agencies are getting cut supposedly. Um, you know, one report said about 20, 30 state employees, which I, I, I'm, I'm trying to decide if that's a lot or not. And, you know, uh, I don't want to say not enough, but, um, in the essence of who reported that, like, are they trying to say that's a lot or are they saying that's not enough? Um, yeah. you know, that's 20, 30 people losing a job, but, um, you know, um, that is interesting that the local governments getting the CARES Act is a pretty much about what this cut is. So, uh, again, I think, uh, our interview with Senator Beitman, uh, maybe he had some, uh, foresight, you know, um, but we'll see, you know, this isn't, um, it's, it's only been a week since he proposed these cuts. Um, I, this is going to be a discussion all the way up till January, I would imagine. So, and, yeah. and through the session. So, For sure. um, yeah. yeah, what were your thoughts there, Zach? Um, well, I just wanted to point out what those five, uh, you know, agencies are, um, mm -hmm. according to, oh, I forget which, or I think you have it here. Um, it was reported by Cowboy State Daily. Um, yep. the, the Wyoming Department of Health is gonna be receiving cuts, the Department of Corrections, uh, Department of Family Services, and then the University of Wyoming. Um, and then I didn't see what other, what the fifth agency was in that article. Maybe you, you saw it. Um, but those are, those are what we're looking at. Those, those areas are gonna get cut. Um, and that's a really good article that kind of talks about what to maybe expect. Again, we don't know how much um, or what programs necessarily are going to be cut um, and all that, but it gives you a good idea of what to expect. Um, yeah. And then I think there, you know, the, the other big thing that was in there, it's kind of at the end, um, there's still a $500 million shortfall. Um, so there's these $250 million cuts but there's still about $500 million to make up for too. Um, yep. So we're not, we're not out of the weeds. I don't even think we're close <laughs> to being out of the weeds yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is going to be a long, um, it's going to be a long legislative session, you know, budget, budget session. Um, you know, I think one, you know, another thing to consider that Gordon did mention last week when he present, he kind of proposed his cuts was, you know, the K through 12, he's, he's encouraging school districts to start, you know, thinking about cutting their budgets, um, which um, I know kind of being within the school district here in Sheridan, you know, there's, they, they, they were having those talks in the summer. I mean, you know, teachers and administrators were already talking about, 
you know, Craig Doherty, who's done a great job up here, but like, they've already been thinking about it and seeing like, yeah. you know, so, I mean, I think school, I think that's kind of like a duh. I think school districts are like, yeah, no joke. Like, but, um, it's inch, you know, his timing on some of these things are interesting. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, anyway, so it's, uh, you know, how much is he cutting in those other departments? That's, that could be the fifth, eighth, eighth, uh, fifth agency, you know, is maybe education. education. Um, yeah. So, um, or maybe he's just telling them like, be prepared if we need to, which, uh, 500 million, we're probably going to need to. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of our kind of review, kind of going back to our last episode, kind of clearing things up and, um, sharing some of that information with everyone out there. Um, let's move in, you know, the, this, the COVID fund is obviously in, uh, in relief to the COVID-19. Um, I, I think uh, we would be remiss of not discussing this most recent news here. Um, you and I have both stated, we kind of want to try and stay away from national stuff as much as we possibly can, but um, anyways, um, what's interesting is Zach, when we were prepping for this week's episode, um, Sunday night, the CDC updates their numbers, um, and pretty much admits that, uh, you know, the tracking of the deaths, um, you can put it however you want it. Um, we'll just say it was inaccurate. Um, and now they've got it to an accurate count of did you actually die from COVID and not anything else? Um, right. Now, obviously there's going to be some differences, you know, cause it's all coming from different States and different hospitals, but, um, and that number is significantly lower. Um, let's see, the CDC says it's 94% that they were saying before are now not COVID. So that means, 6% that they were reporting are actually COVID related deaths. COVID deaths. Um, yeah. As of when we were doing that, that's under 10,000. Yep. So 10,000 people in the U and I think this is just U S is this right? Or is this global? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure this is U S this is U S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll make that clear. So under 10,000 deaths in the U S from COVID alone. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think what we're going to talk about is like, what does that mean now for Wyoming? Um, you know, we obviously haven't seen it like cities, um, you know, and we've got the, you know, we were given the CARES Act, you know, our governor de declared the emergency. Um, but it's kind of fascinating when you look to the east at our neighbor, South Dakota, and that governor, Christy uh, Nome, pretty much, uh, um, not that we're speaking for, her, but she pretty much gave the middle finger to it and, uh, she didn't take any of the money and, um, they're doing just fine. So yeah. Zach, what's kind of your, you know, uh, take on it in regards to like Wyoming and, uh, this new update from the CDC. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to compare Wyoming to some of these other places because Wyoming has 500,000 people. Um, but I mean, even look at Sheridan or these bigger, bigger areas. I think the total deaths in Wyoming are six. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at Sheridan who hasn't ordered, uh, 
or the, even just Wyoming in general hasn't ordered a, a required mask. Um, and we've only got six deaths in eight months or nine months, whatever it's been. But um, I think it's fair to say the prep was overblown um, mm-hmm. or the, you know, and uh, it's not to, to say that this isn't a serious thing. It's not to be taken seriously because there's still 183,000 deaths you know, recorded, mm-hmm. um, those people had COVID, those 94%, not necessarily they died of it, but it could have contributed, you know, helped lead to that. Um, but I think it is to say, at what point can we start walking back restrictions? Um, and, you know, even just the University of Wyoming, uh, they're really going overboard with restrictions. I mean, compared to Bozeman, I've, I've had in-person classes since day one they don't get to have in-person classes for another 26 days um so uh and and then that's not to mention even the covid tracking app that they've got and the multiple tests they've had to take before they can show up um so i think it's time to recognize we can start walking restrictions back. You know, we, I think we've got enough information now to know that if you're not healthy or you have these underlying conditions, you're the one that should be wearing a mask. You're the one that should be, you know, social distancing or staying away, um, and, and quarantining. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's about time we, we start having that conversation. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's funny. I was talking with my parents yesterday, um, we're going to get into football here in a second, but um, they're both kind of in that 60 range kind of retired. Um, and, you know, I kind of brought up to them again, look like we're in August or well now we're in September. Okay. That's not like, you know, we're at six months. Like the whole goal was two weeks. Now we can argue all we want about, you know, did, did everyone quarantine for two weeks? You know, I'm, I'm up for a debate right. about that. Cause yeah. we weren't like, we weren't like Japan where we went full lockdown. Yeah. But I think I'm with you. We, we have information now that if, if you are of that age group, you have preexisting conditions. Um, and even if you don't have preexisting conditions, you know, if you're in that age group and you're, you know, um, you probably are going to feel more comfortable wearing a mask, you know, and, um, and, and, and you and I both will agree. I'm comfortable wearing a mask. If that means let's open up. Um, I think that's the conversation of, look, if you are in that age group, if you're in those, if you have those preexisting conditions, you know, you, you take ownership and, and take care of yourself. Um, you know, it, um, and we could talk libertarian views and conservative views all day about like, that's kind of how this works is I have a freedom. You have a freedom. Um, you know, um, so yeah, I, I agree, you know, now schools and universities, that's a whole trickier ball game and I get it. Um, so, you know, but yeah, I, you know, we're about six months in now we have enough, we have enough information that, and I'm kind of, like I said, about the mask thing, like it's either one or the other fellas, like yeah. either we're all wearing a mask and you open everything up or, right. you know, it's, um, well, I mean, that's kind of the, like, if that's what you want to do, like we'll wear a mask and everything's open or just say, Hey, you know, in these restrictions, you know, and yeah, you know, whatever, if you wear a mask, you wear a mask. Um, right. Um, yeah. So it's, um, 
I'm, I'm with you. And I think that's all we need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I mean, go, uh, um, we can link the CDC website or even just have, you know, just go there and look. Yeah. I mean, there's 6 million cases. There's 183,000 deaths. Divide those numbers, divide 183 by 6 million, and you're going to get how many people have made it. Um, that's, I think that's all we need to say about COVID. Well, and, and then there, there, there's more and more scientists and doctors coming out and saying too, there's even more, the, 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 the contagion rate, like, cause young people are very asymptomatic with it. Okay. So there's probably more than 6 million cases. Like, and that's another thing is like, anyway, so do, do your research. I mean, if you think it, you know, anyways, if, if, if you disagree with what we just said about the numbers and stuff, you're not going to listen to us anyway. So, you know, it, it's falling on deaf ears, but, um, so anyways, um, just, it's a big shout out to governor Christy Noem. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Rand Paul. So, um, let's go changing gears. So talking yeah. football. Um, there we go. So four a four a if if you're new to Wyoming sports, four a starts first in week zero, um, and uh, we've got an interesting first week. Zach, I will say yeah. the last couple of years, um, as you know, last couple of years there's kind of been the three or four you know main schools. Um, so the scores are. Sheridan High School beat Laramie 45-10. Thunder Basin beat East in a close one, 34-28. And then Cheyenne Central comes out beating the Toronto Mustangs 35-21. That's also close. And then uh, Kelly Walsh beats up on South, Cheyenne South 54-14. And then Rock Springs beats up on uh, Campbell County, and that's the other Gillette School, 35-6. I think the big... uh, the big surprise is Central beat NC. Um, and then uh, this isn't new, but Cheyenne East is always very competitive in Thunder Basin. So that was a very close matchup. So, um, yeah, those are definitely teams to keep an eye on. Yep. Um, and uh, I mean, it's been four years since I've, I've played and been, you know, super savvy to the, the teams, but um Kelly Walsh. Kelly Walsh has been on a slow rise, I think, though, since I was, you know, a freshman. Um, they always, you know, they more and more started to show up um, and play when we would uh, play them. So, um, you know, Campbell County, that, I mean, that shouldn't surprise me too much. They're still kind of, you know, recovering from the, the whole switch to Thunder Basin, but um, yeah. I, I guess I would have expected a little bit more, maybe, out of Campbell County, just starting to re kind of maybe try and regain some traction this year. I agree. You know, they, I think this is their first year where it's finally split. Um, Okay. And they were really turning it on last year. Um, Mm -hmm. Now I think this maybe speaks more of uh, um, rock Springs because now rock Springs, I think they've got a new coach. He's in his third year, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, as you know, Zach, Rock Springs has some athletes. They can have some kids. Yep. And so um, 
I think uh, it four A is going to be interesting this year because yeah, I think Kelly Walsh is on the rise. You know, this is hard to tell unless we go watch it, watch some film. But I think Rock Springs and then Campbell County is going to be interesting, and then obviously Thunder Basin, Cheyenne East, and then uh, yeah, I mean it's it's all pretty competitive. Um, and I will say, since being on the Sheridan staff, I watched the Sheridan Laramie game. Laramie had some kids too. Um, you know, I, I think that score is not really a, uh, of what they actually have for week one, but um, this is something that will be kind of a fun little segments we can do, um, you know, kind of a little fun little deal. But, um, you know, one thing I want to hit on since we talked about COVID right before this, as a coach for people out there, like why I'm kind of like, I'll wear a mask if we need to wear a mask is because I want the kids to play. I want to coach. Like, I'll do, you know, put me in a hazmat suit if you want me. Like, if that's what we need to do for you to feel comfortable about having, you know, ages 13 to 18 play a sport, okay, like, well, I'll, whatever. Like, let's do it. Um, and then uh, just from a strategic standpoint as well, what's interesting, Zach, is uh, if you have a cold, you know, with the with all the restrictions and stuff now, you've got to stay home. Obviously, you're staying home. Yeah. You got to let you kind of have to let the school district know. Um, I think it's really up to the parents, but if you're playing a sport, you know, we kind of encourage like, Hey, go get tested. Right. Yeah. Then we know like, okay, you didn't have COVID. So you're fine. Yeah. But if you do have COVID, then it's nice. Cause it's like, you've stayed home already. You quarantined. Right. Um, we can kind of watch this, the, you know, I do ninth graders. So it's like, we can mm -hmm. isolate them and, you know, watch them. And then if more kids yeah. get sick, then it's like, maybe, you know, we take a week off or whatever, or, you know, what, you know, whatever yeah. we need to do. But, um, sure. anyways, it's, it, I was thinking about this the other day about, you know, football for whatever reason, right. Cause the NFL is going to go and they're going to go, they're playing next week on the 10th. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, football coaches usually find out ways to get stuff done, um, right. or football players, right. You know, yeah. um, so like, anyways, I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, the NFL is going to figure it out. Like they're, they'll find a way to, you know, track these guys, track the players um, and make sure they have a season um, and not to say anything bad about the other sports, but um, it's kind of like that team effort, you know, like, a, you know, I, on a football team, you can really pick a goal and say, Hey, this is what we're going to strive to do. Um, so anyways, for anyone out there, that's like, don't play sports. It's like, ah, oh, we can figure it out. We can, we can right. keep the kids healthy and we can, yeah, for sure. We'll make it work. For sure. Um, yeah, well, who does uh, Sheridan have coming up this week? They they go down to Cheyenne South. Okay. Um, so they have a long trip to Cheyenne, but they'll play South. And then um, on the 11th, September 11th, they will be home and they will play Central. So that will be kind of a good week okay. three matchup. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll kind of, I've got it all up here, but yeah, that's kind of the, um, I think that'll be a fun cause I think last year they had a nice kind of September 11th. I don't think it was on the 11th, but, um, right. I'm pretty sure we did some for like first responders and stuff yeah. um, as well. So, awesome. um, some oil and gas news. Again, some sage grouse conservation groups. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know what they're griping at or if they're just so happy that the sage grouse numbers are up this year, but um, they're kind of in Montana. They're kind of going after oil and gas up in Montana. Um, they're trying to uh, um, curb, you know, BLM and all that kind of stuff up there. Um, again, over a 10 year study, sage grouse is up pretty high in Montana and Wyoming. So I'm not sure what they're complaining about. Um, Rocky Mountain Power, they're still gonna put in their $2 billion uh, transmission line through Wyoming. So that's good news. Um, hopefully they go with it. And um, you know, that's it, that's just right away. So nothing transmission lines, but um, that'll be work for a lot of people um, throughout Wyoming, especially Western Wyoming. And then uh, we'll probably post up an interview from Orion Mine and kind of what they expect out of their purchase of Occidental. Um, sounds like they're going after some rare earth minerals, which is what Senator Beitman kind of hinted at. Um, and it sounds like they're interested in like lithium, copper, um, coal, and what they can use with coal. So that's good news. We'll have that up there. And then lastly, then I'll let Zach kind of take over the city of Sheridan. Please search. Um, the governor has agreed um, with the National Forest kind of uh, changing some rules about lodging and kind of management. Um, and they're just kind of an agreement, state agreement um, over grasslands and things like that. Um, I think that's good. I think more power to the state. You know, the state of Wyoming does a great job um, handling conservation and environment. Um, so this shouldn't really scare anybody. Um, he's just agreeing to, you know, the state's going to take more of a helpful role with the national forest and the grasslands, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, kind of federal news, which, which covers Wyoming kind of, it's kind of a, this is kind of a good timing by the governor. I think the BLM and the national forest are looking at changing some redundant rules in regards to how you manage BLM and how you manage uh, national forests, uh, especially when it comes to energy development. Um, this announcement came with obvious, uh, you know, um, pushback from conservation groups. Um, which is interesting because really the announcement was, we're just going to look at redundant rules. They didn't really have any rules in particular. They're just saying, we're going to look at, you know, if the BLM makes you do something, does the national forest make you do it as well for the same piece of land? If so, yes. Okay. Maybe one of them gets eliminated. Um, I think that's a good thing. I'm not sure what would freak anybody out about that. Um, and I'm kind of happy this is happening finally. This was, you know, as an energy guy, I was really hoping now, you know, Trump's had a lot to going on, don't get me wrong, but this was something I was really hoping he would be pushing a lot further in energy and kind of conservation is, you, you know, there's redundancies in federal, uh, federal protection and federal programs and federal agencies, um, which I think everyone would agree. If you disagree, um, you've probably not worked with uh, federal agencies before. Um, so him being a businessman, I'm kind of excited that, hey, finally, we're going to smooth things out, you know, and and, and it, it doesn't mean we're defunding any of these programs. It just, hey, we're going to smooth it out, make it faster, you know. Um, so interesting. We'll kind of keep an eye on that if we ever see something. Um, like I said, there's no real rule changed yet. 
they just said that they're going to, they're going to look at, you know, their redundancies. So that was kind of our energy conservation notes there, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm all for reducing the amount of red tape and hoops you have to jump through. So, um, yeah. So looking at uh, the city of Sheridan now, um, Rich Adrian's announced, uh, it was a couple months ago, his retirement. Um, I believe he served 37 years as, uh, just in the police department and then 10 years as a police chief. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little interesting development where, uh, they, uh, let's see, the city administrator has announced they're going to look for a, uh, out external, um, hire. Um, so there's a process to go through for, um, bringing somebody from the, the police department inside already existing internal officer and, and promoting them to the police chief. Um, and the city administrators decided he's going to, um, move or look for an external hire. Um, and so the Sheridan press reported here, pull this up. Um, you know, this is uh, kind of an interesting thing that we, we've talked about a little bit, why the uh, the city administrator role is so important. I mean, this is kind of, this is the first real major test of what the city administrators had to do in Sheridan. Um, yep. And so let's see here. Um, sorry for not having this up already. I had a quote, but it's not the one I wanted. Um, the city has not yet, fully ironed out the process for the external candidates. Um, they're going to begin advertising the position soon. Um, and they're looking for more of a regional hire, not necessarily national. Um, McRae, the city administrator announced um, they want somebody who's maybe more in tune to the, uh, the values of our, of our region. Um, you know, I quoted here, we want someone who understands the Western culture and the challenges we'd face instead of a metropolitan city on the East Coast. Um, so that's good. I, at least we're looking for that um, sort of role. We're not just going to pick the first guy that shows up. Um, he did, uh, the uh, city administrator, McRae, wanted to, you know, emphasize that this isn't anything on the uh officers who applied the candidates within Sheridan police department. Um, you know, he said there's, they're a great team and they're a bunch of good guys and he hopes they continue to apply and, and throw their hat in. Um, but he's really wanting to, uh, to be thorough in this search. And, uh, you know, I think, again, this is his first real test as an administrator. I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, really show that you're, committed and devoted to this position, um, and serving the city. So, yeah, I, you know, one of my comments there on one of his quotes was that's a very diplomatic way of saying it's not you, it's me. Right. You know, he's got to say face, he's got to have a good working relationship with the existing officers, but that was a very diplomatic way of saying it wasn't you, you know, but we're going to look elsewhere. Um, I find that's kind of fascinating. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, no, this is a great kind of test. Um, you know, we've kind of already talked about this position before and why kind of the mayor race is important. Um, you know, we're going to see how McRae does here um, in picking a new police chief. Um, 
I'm glad I'm glad he's saying regional, which yeah, we obviously don't want a guy coming from a coast, you know, a big metropolitan city. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, I do kind of question. Um, you know, we do have some really great officers, so I'm kind of curious why, and some of them are local. I mean, yeah. um, so, anyway, I mean, you know, I get it, you know, it, it, it's a bigger position, you know, some guys may not be ready for it, but um, anyways, so, but yeah, no, this is fascinating. Um, it'll be kind of curious to see who they pick and what, what route they go. Um so yeah. uh, uh, another interesting thing to bring up about this um, is that uh, the police chief Adrian's uh, retires effective September 18th. So coming up. So, I mean, we don't have a uh, viable candidate as we know of. Um, and that is, that is a date that's fast approaching. So I'm not sure I should have looked how that plays out if they don't have uh, I'm sure there's just an interim police chief. Yeah. But well, because um, that's what because he retired, he announced his retirement a while ago. Yeah, this summer. Yeah. So they've probably I, I better give our city administrator more credit. They've probably looked at all the local guys then. Yeah. Um, that's why they're they're expanding their search then. Um, yeah. So he's saving his butt. That was a dip diplomatic answer on why they didn't make the cut. So. Um, right by not saying they didn't make the cut, but it's like they are, they didn't though. Cause if you know, right. we're two weeks away. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyways, but I'll give him more credit. He's he, he must've been vetting them and um, you know, who knows, maybe some guys, you know, I, you know, job markets hard. Sometimes you apply to a job and uh, you know, maybe you're like, ah, never mind. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, especially police chief, you're not, um, you know, as a police chief, you're not really a cop, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of a, I wouldn't say a politician at that point, but you've got to be very political and very uh, strategic on, on how you right. say things and certain things. So um, yeah, for sure. yeah, well, this, this will be interesting for, to follow and um, that'll be kind of fun. And, um, you know, other than that, Zach, we just pulled up uh, kind of talking about like, Hey, let's open up. Let's, you know, let's get back to normal. Don King Day sounds like they're going full bore this weekend. Um, that's usually what they do over the uh, Labor Day weekend um, out here in Sheridan at the Polo Polo Fields. Um, I would imagine they've got, uh, you know, kind of um, restrictions, you know, probably wearing masks and close quarters. And um, but, uh, you know, it's out, it's out in the Polo Field, so it's outside. So right. I think it'll yeah. be OK. Um, yeah. And then uh, at Eaton's Ranch on next weekend, so the 13th, um, the Wolf Creek Wrangle, that's a fundraiser run for Habitat uh, of Humanity, I believe. So, um, nice. yeah, that's that's kind of your local events coming up. Yeah, good stuff. That's good. Yeah. People need yeah. something to go out and do. So. Yep. Yeah, get outside and... Um, I think let's, 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 let's get back. Um, you know, let's get back to work. Let's get back to being, you know, social and, um, be respectful to other people. You know, I, like I said, like I'll wear a mask if that makes you feel safer, you know, I, yeah. um, um, but, uh, yeah, we covered a lot, Zach. I mean, um, we're going to be sharing a lot of information, 
um, on the website and our social media platforms about, you know, where you can track all that COVID CARES Act um, funding, uh, the state, you know, what the state's doing with it. Um, so this is very beneficial for everyone listening and uh, yeah. hopefully everyone uh, keeps listening in and keeps sharing us out. Yeah, for sure. We've had some some really awesome interviews, a lot of interviews with representatives and um, local politicians. And yeah, uh, it's really cool to see how we're uh, we're growing pretty quickly. So, yeah. And Zach, I will tell you, we've we've had a lot of a lot of people have come up to me. Um, they've loved the interviews, which I think. Yeah, because it's we've got the accessibility to all of our representatives and senators. Um, yeah. But um, like uh, I've gotten a lot of feedback on our interview with Cheyenne Byer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they all love that. And then obviously like Cyrus, Mark Kenner, um, yeah. Bo Biteman. Um, and even actually somebody did ca- catch me about uh, Spencer Kazara, you know, those local, the locals interviews, um, yeah. which we need to give, probably give those guys all another, another round after the primary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is a, uh, keep sharing us out, you know, uh, especially Sheridan folk, you know, like yeah. get the word out. Um, and then, uh, hopefully we grow this thing even more and, and hopefully we can provide good stuff. That's what we want to do. Sure. Now, we don't want to push any agenda, but thanks so much for tuning in to go be Wyoming. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for your continued support and, uh, ask you to go follow us on social media. Gobi Wyoming on Facebook, at GobiYO on Instagram, and GobiYO.com is our website where we post some of the articles and the other information that we talked about in the episode. Um, be on the lookout for more episodes to come, more interviews.